Welcome back to another episode of the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast. On today's episode, we cover the topic of vitamin B6 or pyridoxine found under the nutrition section at medbullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A 24-year-old woman presents to her primary care physician due to fatigue, night sweats, cough, and fever. She reported to being in her usual state of health until a few weeks ago after returning from her trip to Mexico. She has been experiencing these symptoms for approximately two weeks. A chest radiograph is performed, which shows mild pulmonary scarring. After further workup, she's found to have a tuberculosis infection. She started on rifampin, isoniazid, vitamin B6, pyrazinamide, and ethambutol. This is an example of primary tuberculosis infection. Now for an introduction. Vitamin B6 is a water-soluble vitamin and thus excreted in the urine and is a collective term for pyridoxine, pyridoxal, and pyridoxamine. Vitamin B6 serves as a precursor for pyridoxal phosphate, or PLP, which is a coenzyme for a number of enzymes, such as glycogen phosphorylase involved in various enzymatic reactions such as transamination, decarboxylation, and synthesis of heme, neurotransmitters, cystathione, niacin, and histamine. Now for some clinical correlates. Vitamin B6 deficiency can result from isoniazid therapy used to treat tuberculosis infection. Therefore, vitamin B6 is administered with isoniazid. Vitamin B6 deficiency can also result from oral contraceptive use. Vitamin B6 deficiency can present with peripheral neuropathy, which is rare, sideroblastic anemia, hyperirritability, pyridoxine-dependent epilepsy, stomatitis, glossitis, chelosis, depression, confusion, elevated homocysteine levels, or seizures. Seizures are more common with isoniazid use, and pyridoxine is used for treatment of seizures caused by B6 deficiency. Finally, vitamin B6 toxicity can present with peripheral neuropathy, dermatoses, and photosensitivity. Again, vitamin B6 deficiency can present with peripheral neuropathy, which is rare, sideroblastic anemia, hyperirritability, pyridoxine-dependent epilepsy, stomatitis, glossitis, chelosis, depression, confusion, elevated homocysteine levels, or seizures. Now that we've covered the high-yield topics associated with vitamin B6, let's try answering some practice questions. Question 1. A 17-year-old high school student presents to your office for recent mood and skin changes. The patient is a high school senior who is competing on the wrestling team and recently has lost weight to drop two weight classes over the past several months. He states he has dry, cracking, and irritated skin, as well as a sensation of tingling in his hands and feet. The patient also states that he has not been feeling himself lately. He finds himself more irritable and no longer enjoys many of the activities he once enjoyed. He finds that he often feels fatigued and has trouble concentrating. The patient does not have a significant past medical history and is not on any current medications. He admits to drinking alcohol and smoking marijuana on special occasions. He states that he uses supplements that his other team members use. Physical exam is significant for acne, 
dry, cracked skin around the patient's mouth in particular, and decreased sensation in his lower extremities. Laboratory values are as follows. Serum studies show a sodium of 137, a chloride of 101, potassium of 4.1, bicarb of 24, BUN 15, glucose 79, creatinine 0.9, calcium 9.2, magnesium 1.5, homocysteine 11.2 micromoles per liter, and keep in mind that the normal range is from 4.6 to 8.1 micromoles per liter, AST 11, ALT 11, alkaline phosphatase 27, albumin 4.5, total protein 6.9, total bilirubin 0.5, and direct bilirubin 0.3 milligrams per deciliter. Which of the following is the most likely diagnosis? Is it one, water-soluble vitamin deficiency, two, anabolic steroid use, three, dermatologic fungal infection, four, depression secondary to dietary changes, or five, viral infection. The correct answer is one, water-soluble vitamin deficiency. This patient is presenting with dermatitis, neuropathy, and an elevated homocysteine level suggesting a deficiency of the water-soluble vitamin B6, or pyridoxine. This patient is on the wrestling team and has recently lost a considerable amount of weight, which should raise concern for a nutritional deficiency. In addition, his chief complaint of dermatitis narrows the diagnosis to vitamin B2 or B6 deficiency. Further evidence supporting a diagnosis of vitamin B6 deficiency is provided by the mood changes and neuropathy that also occur. Finally, this patient has an elevated homocysteine level, which can occur in the setting of vitamin B6 deficiency, though it can also occur in the setting of vitamin B12 and B9 deficiency. It is the entire clinical picture of dermatitis, neuropathy, mood changes, and elevated homocysteine that points towards the diagnosis of vitamin B6 deficiency. Now let's cover the incorrect answers. Answer two, anabolic steroid use may be involved with this patient's acne and recent mood changes However, it does not explain the elevated homocysteine level, the dermatitis, or the neuropathy. Anabolic steroid use should be suspected in strength athletes when the clinical picture is appropriate. Answer 3. Dermatologic fungal infection refers to tinea corporis, or ringworm, which is a common disease that affects athletes who come into close contact with others in warm, humid conditions, such as wrestling. A pyritic annular skin lesion would be classic for this pathology, but would not explain the other neurological, psychological, or lab findings. Answer 4. Depression secondary to dietary changes can occur in individuals who consume extremely low amounts of carbohydrates or calories. This patient does present with several criteria for depression, such as loss of energy and trouble concentrating. However, the entire clinical picture cannot be explained by depression. Answer 5. Viral infection could represent infectious mononucleosis, which would present with fatigue and mood changes as seen in this patient. However, it would also present with posterior cervical lymphadenopathy and tonsillar exudates. Furthermore, dermatitis and peripheral neuropathy are not classic findings in this disease. Now for a bullet summary. Vitamin B6, or pyridoxine deficiency, presents with dermatitis, neuropathy, 
stomatitis, and mood changes, and can occur in patients with inadequate dietary intake or sudden weight loss. All right, let's try another question. Question two, an 11-year-old boy presents to his pediatrician for a wellness checkup. The child is an immigrant, and this is his first visit. The patient is in the 99th percentile for height and 50th percentile for weight. The child is struggling in school, and basic cognitive testing suggests that he is moderately mentally disabled. His temperature is 99.5 degrees Fahrenheit, or 37.5 degrees Celsius, Blood pressure is 107 over 68, pulse is 90 per minute, respirations are 17 per minute, and oxygen saturation is 98% on room air. Laboratory values are obtained and are as follows. Hemoglobin 9, hematocrit 30%, MCV 110, leukocyte count of 5,500 with normal differential, and a platelet count of 192,000. Serum studies show a sodium of 140, chloride of 101, potassium 4.4, bicarb 24, BUN of 20, glucose 90, creatinine 1.0, calcium 10, an AST of 12, and an ALT of 10. The patient is started on vitamin B9 and B12. Which of the following interventions could decrease the risk for cardiac complications the most in this patient? Number one, iron. Number two, pyridoxine. Number three, fish oil. Number four, vitamin D. Or five, no interventions needed. The correct answer is number two, pyridoxine. This patient is presenting with intellectual disability and a marfanoid habitus, suggesting a diagnosis of homocystinuria. Vitamin B6, or pyridoxine, can decrease the risk of cardiac complications. Homocystinuria can present in young children with marfanoid habitus, intellectual disability, osteoporosis, lens dislocation, and vascular complications, such as MI or stroke, for example. Supplementation with vitamin B9, B12, and B6 can decrease homocysteine levels by serving as cofactors for the enzymes that break down homocysteine. Vitamin B6 serves as a cofactor for cystathione synthase and breaks down homocysteine into cystathionine. All right, now for the incorrect answers. Answer one, iron could be used to treat a microcytic anemia. Patients who suffer from long-term microcytic anemia are at risk for congestive heart failure. This patient is suffering from a megaloblastic anemia, which is being treated appropriately with vitamin B9 and B12. Answer three, fish oil can decrease cardiovascular risk in some patients. However, it is less likely to decrease mortality from a cardiac cause as compared to pyridoxine in a patient with homocystinuria. Answer four, vitamin D is critical for calcium homeostasis and bone formation. It also plays a role in immunity. Answer five, choosing no interventions would miss the critical supplementation of vitamin B6 in a patient with homocystinuria. Now for a final bullet summary. Patients with homocystinuria should be treated with vitamin B6, B9, and B12 supplements. With that, we wrap up today's discussion of vitamin B6 found under the nutrition section at medbullets.com. 
Hopefully that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. Keep in mind that you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If you've gotten any value from the MedBullets podcast thus far, we'd appreciate your consideration in leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow right here on the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast.